Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and I just said I was very excited off air, but I'll say it again. I'm very fucking excited for this week's guest. She is a Sudanese American content creator based in LA at the moment, and she is currently in my apartment in New York. Welcome to the show, Chef Batal. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me both on the podcast and in your home. Do you feel honored to be in my home? I am. I, I feel like I'm one of the first people. You are. You're you know, literally, I'm if not the first one, of the, I'm up there. You're one of the first 10 people to be in my home. That, that is an honor. Yes. I feel, I feel honored by your presence right now <laughs> that you made the trek to me to record this in, on top, with my laptop on top of a shoebox. I'm a very low maintenance person. We're making this work. That was a lie. I'm not a low maintenance person <laughs> at all. We are making this work. We're starting off with lies. <laughs> We're starting. I'm off. actually gonna lie the entire yeah, podcast. Just fake answers only. Only. Um, okay, so I wanna, I wanna, for people who don't know you, I wanna like give them an idea. Let, let's let's walk through the evolution, the beginning of Chef. So you started out on YouTube. Is that? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So what were you creating? What was your content circle like mm-hmm. centered around? Well, my first video was on my MacBook Air in my college dorm room. I was in school. I was studying PR and I was really unhappy. And not that I was unhappy. I just didn't. I was a YouTube baby. Okay. We'll, we'll go that route. I was a YouTube baby. I love YouTube. I always wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, I just decided, hey, I don't want to watch other people do things that I could also do yes. when I could do it too. So I just started, I, I think the one of my favorite things about myself is that I'm not a perfectionist. Yeah. Because if I was a perfectionist, I would have never started anything because that was the worst video I think that has ever been put out on YouTube in the history of YouTube. And I'm just so glad that everything's archived, but I just did it. I was being myself Yeah. and I didn't care what anyone was thinking or if anyone was really watching because I was making them for myself. And I still remember being in my English class and hitting a hundred subscribers and I was like, oh my God, I made it. Oh, that's so nice. So that you like, you're like, I remember that. Moment. I remember yeah. that moment. Um, so yeah, I was starting off doing like natural hair videos. I did like hauls. It was like really traditional old school. I love old school YouTube, YouTube. days. Just, like, like 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 NARS orgasm blush days. Mac peaches. Um, oh, uh, Mac Clarisonic. Mac so- What is it called? Soft glow. Or yes. Like finishing powder. Yes. The Clarisonic. The Claris- oh, I was a. Uh, Clarisonic believer and pusher for yeah. several years. And I still believe in that. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> no, it's too abrasive. It fell off. It yeah. fell off. It's too abrasive. Yeah. Um, but like that era was such a fun era. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of doing everything. I was doing a lot of natural hair and I think it was really my journey of going from damaged hair to healthy hair, yes. um, which was so much of my identity. You yeah. know, I, I attached so much of that to myself. So people kind of watched that journey and me talking in between and me like, you know, I think the videos people remember are like me talking in like on my college campus being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't have any friends. Oh, I'm really sad, but like, I'm going to be okay. And I was always like young and optimistic. Yeah. And I think, and, and naive, I was very naive yeah. and that's kind of been a blessing that I'm not a perfectionist yeah. and I'm naive yes. to this day. Yes. Um, so I was doing that and then. Um, I just had some personal stuff going on. I like didn't know what I wanted to do with school. I was like, actually, I can't afford this. And my parents were like, you have to go to school. We're just not going to pay for it. But you have to go. There's no other option. You're already studying PR. Like you're not you're not going to be a doctor. Yes, or you're not going to yes. be a lawyer. Yes, like, yes, yes. You're already letting us down. Oh, yeah. Like come on. Yeah. Um. 
So I was like, oh, and that, and YouTube people had slowly started finding me. Like I was so shy. I didn't tell anybody. Like I did it and, I, and someone would be like, I think I saw your video. I'm like, that wasn't me. Yeah. I don't know who that was, but that wasn't me. No, yeah. That's someone else. Yeah. So then I had to tell my parents before someone else told them yes. that their daughter was making videos. The internet. Yes. Because you know, out of context, that could be concerning. I can imagine my dad's reaction. So they were actually like shockingly really cool. Okay. And they were like, you know what? They had no idea what it, they didn't know what I was saying to them. It was a completely different language. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. like, you know what? Don't embarrass us. Don't do anything stupid. Right. Whatever. Fair. And that's where, you know, that was something that I was really lucky with because I know a lot of people are like, how do you get your parents to let you do this and that? And I'm like, I can't, t- I think it's very distasteful for someone who has like a good relationship with their mom to tell someone else what to do. Yes. So I'm like, I can't tell you what to do, but yes. I had I for Muslim parents, my parents are pretty cool. Yes. Anyway, I was like, I'm going to take a year off school and I'm going to figure out what I want. And I'm going to try to do YouTube. And if I don't like YouTube, or if it doesn't work, I'll just go back. I left school. I had a 4.0 GPA in college. Yeah. yeah. How? I don't know. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. Um, could be, could have brain. I used brain. to, I used brain. to have, a, yo, I used to, mm, this can't be the same yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. This can't be the same brain that got a 4.0. Um, and I just like took YouTube seriously. And within that year, I ended up signing, like I came out to LA, I had a few jobs, I signed to an agency. Oh, I'm missing so many big parts here. <laughs> I'm missing so much. You're like, the, within the, that year, going through the elements. Within that year, I had so much just, like I said, personal stuff going on mm-hmm. that I turned to religion. Like, and okay. I like turned to just like learning about things as an adult, not as a kid who's like, don't do this, you're going to hell. Don't do that, you're going to hell. Yes. Don't do this, you're going to hell. So um, something in me just like, it felt right to put on the hijab. And I, at the time. How old I, were you? I was 21. Okay, so you're 21. Okay. I think 21, yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm an adult. I, at least I think I'm an adult. I look yeah. back now and I'm like, I was really young. Of course, we all look back at our early 20s and we think, I was an adult. And then you reflect a little longer and you're like, oh no, my frontal cortex wasn't fully formed. Not at all. Yeah. But it felt like the right thing to do. Right. And I knew I wanted to wear it at some point. I just did not think it would be so early. So you knew that it was something that you eventually wanted to Yes. Do. Okay. I always thought it was like, I don't know, like at least my family... A lot of Sudanese I know are pretty, pretty like religious. liberal. Are a lot are really religious, but like in my family, everyone's pretty like liberal, okay. pretty chill. Like they just kind of throw on a tarha. They yeah. don't like you know fully wear hijab, and that's always kind of been the thing. Um, but I always wanted to wear it eventually. Like I thought I'd be married, have kids later in life, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it just felt right, and I wasn't even thinking. I was like, oh, it could be the end of my career. I don't care because at the time I was so young. I was like, it wasn't. I didn't think that that was going to be my full time job. And also, your followers at that point were coming to your videos for like hair things. Yeah. So, and I figured, you know, I wouldn't take it personal if someone followed me for yeah. natural hair and I was no longer doing natural hair. It's, that's fine. You don't have to follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were people who stayed and stuck around. And I, I, I made a video thinking that would probably be like kind of the end. Cause this was before, like it was cool. Yeah, no, it, I mean, I, I know that there it's, I don't, know, I don't even know that it's cool now. <laughs> I, I know, no, I have a hot take and it's that we um, over-normalize, nor, over, is that a word, over-normalize, is that a phrase? I think you just said it, so it sounds like a word. We so, over-normalized, um, hijabs. we, yeah. No, we it's so funny, too much. all of my friends who follow me on Instagram who aren't like content creators, who aren't Muslim, they're like, my whole Discover page is like hijabis. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. It helped because they're beautiful <laughs> and now you get to look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't mean that like that. I think, yes, there should be more. <laughs> there should, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. should be. Yeah. Everyone should I just be mean hijabi. like, just to the general public right. that's not Muslim. 
they're li- like, I should not be getting DMs saying like you're the sexiest hijab no, I've ever seen. No, 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 no. Like that should not. You it, should never feel comfortable to say something right. like that, unless it's like a joke with your friend, yeah, that you know really well. But like a random stranger saying that, that's just like, mm, it's giving me maybe you didn't think. Yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 yeah. But no, I think that it's really cool though that you just kind of decided. So there was no real thing that like happened that like. No. That like inspired you were just like so let me let me let's walk through this. So you wake up, you're like, I wanna wear the hijab today, and you just put a hijab on and then you live your life? Yeah, I mean I was kind of playing with it. I remember I ordered a couple because I didn't have any like nice ones. I okay. just had like prayer ones. Yeah. Which I guess should be nice ones, but you know. They're not as nice. Anyway, um and I was like playing with it for like a week or so, which I I kind of I feel like people don't really have that luxury anymore. Like I was, I got to put it on and take it off and put it on and take mm-hmm. it off and figure it out. Yeah. You Whereas just, people don't, they don't give you grace to do that anymore. Especially mm-hmm. if you're going to do that on the internet. Yeah. No. They're, they're going to stop playing with it. Yes. And it, that, that's such a crucial part. You so have, important. You have to be able to like yeah. figure it out. I mean, again, we were talking about this off air, but I was like, I started wearing hijab when I was 11. So I was wearing like Capri's t-shirts with my hijab. I was like, it's hot outside. I'll take my hijab off. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I want to go swimming today. I'll take my hijab off. Mm-hmm. Like, I really had the room to do that. But again, like, I was really young and it was a different time. And I feel like when you are online and you're already an adult wearing a hijab, that's like a lot more pressure. Did you feel external pressure throughout that process? No, not really. Because people are really, really nice to Muslim women who put a hijab on for the first time. That's true. Because they, they want to be encouraging. Right. Like, yes, this yeah. is a good thing. But if I was to take it off, oh no, or if I was to take it off and then put it on again, God forbid, then it's the end of the world. Yeah, you're a heathen. Yeah. yeah you it's should the end of the world. go to hell forever. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. So <laughs> I actually had an okay experience. Yeah. Was, you know, like even my family like acted like they didn't notice. I remember I'd walk in and out of the Aww. house so many times and I'd wait for someone to give me a reaction and everyone's like, do you want this for dinner? And I'm like, hello, hello. Did Things you, are different. They did didn't you want to notice anything? Did you, did you notice a change? Well, they thought that it was a phase. So okay. they're like, oh, you're gonna take it off, whatever. Right. Um, so they didn't take me seriously and then I just never took it off. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's ideal though because yeah. I feel like a lot of people and families and stuff like that is the issue that comes with making any decision that has to do with your external appearance mm-hmm. even if they're Muslim sometimes they don't want you to wear a hijab yeah so, like I've had people related to me tell me like well if you want to get married maybe you should just like not wear a hijab but then yeah. when you get married wear your hijab like you want people to see how beautiful you are and I'm like I feel like I could be beautiful with a hijab on but that's weird that you just said that yeah so <laughs> I mean I feel like we should dissect that rather than, yeah. you know, worrying about whether a man will be more attracted to me with a hijab on versus without. But so you started wearing a hijab. What were some things that you noticed had changed, if any, when you wore a hijab versus when you didn't? I had no idea what the hell I was wearing. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I think most of it was internal because I was such a loner. Yeah. And I think that's what made a lot of things in my life easier. And yeah. that's, you know what, that should... I hope that's comforting to someone who yes. like is alone, doesn't have a ton yeah. of friends. Like you are able to function with so much less mm-hmm. opinions. And so because I was a loner, I really got to kind of figure that out on my own and like test things out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton of opinions. There were, you know, some people that kind of acted a little weird that I like would have never imagined. Muslim? Not Muslim okay. friends. Okay. Um, okay. That, you know, got a little weird and I'm like noted. That's all I need to know. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Easy test. Yeah. You're out of my life now. Yeah. Um, 
aside from that, I like, I mean, I'm from Minneapolis and there's so many black Muslims. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was the odd one out or anything. Right. And I didn't wear hijab and I, I did, you know, grow up in a pretty white neighborhood, but mm-hmm. also like I had a, there's a huge Sudanic community as right. well. So it's like, I always saw both sides. I'm not like, I didn't feel represented enough. You yeah. Know? yeah. And everyone like wants that to be the narrative. Yeah. They want you to get on and like, just talk about hijab. And I'm like, I'm a huge, if I'm talking to another Muslim, fine. Different. Very I'm different. like, yeah, don't ask me about me and my hijab. Mm-hmm. Not my hijab, anything but my hijab. Vogue asked me about my hijab one Not time. Not hijab. Yeah. What was the question? Um, so this, it was for like a streetwear thing okay. around the world. And it was really cool. They were like, I was just going to be included. There were going to yeah. be a bunch of people. And this lady was like, um, she sent me the questions ahead of time. Like, what body of art inspires you most? Right, yeah. Yada, yada. So you want to think about it. Um, and then she calls me and she's like, hey, do you remember the questions I sent you? I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, forget about them. Scrap, crash, or yeah, scrap that. Tell me about you and your hijab. Oh my God, my hijab, where do I start? And then they published it and they called me Somali in um, the title. Shut the fuck up. It's just like the oh lack of care. God. And... Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I told them to fix it and they fixed it and then they did a post and they went back to the old one. It was just a mess. I was like, you really don't give a fuck. Hey, Vogue, get it the fuck together. Um, Africa is a very large country and a very large, uh, sorry, not <laughs> not a country, a large <gasps> continent, <sighs> and there are a lot of countries within it, and I know that. Don't ignore what I just said. You know what, Vogue? Just kidding. You don't need to listen to that. It was <laughs> just just Google Africa. Oh my god! But it was also very um, presumptuous because I'm like, you just assumed because I was from Minnesota that I was Somali. That's crazy. I didn't, we never talked I didn't about even that make that like correlation, but yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Because there are a lot of Somali refugees who move there. Yeah, it's the largest Somali population outside of Somalia. That's crazy. I actually did not know that it was the largest Somali yeah. population. Yeah. But I do know, I feel like that is literally, what, why is it Minnesota though? Or sorry, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Minnesota's a great place. I'm very open. But, like, why does America, why is it there? Why Why is that the place? You know, people like to go where their people are, I think. But oh, also, like, okay. our policy was, like, very open. Okay, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like maybe the immigration policy is... Yeah, so policy was good, and then yeah. people just go where okay. the rest of them are. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why really every nice Sudanese is on the West Coast, or is on the East Coast. I really like that. I they all like, came to the, to, like, the DMV East Coast and, like, decided to not go any further into America. <laughs> There's a big Sudanese community in Orlando, though. Really? Our, our imam of our mosque, the mosque that my parents go to, is he's Sudanese. And, like, there's so many Sudanese people there. Aww. Like, I feel like there's more Sudanese people than any other, like, ethnicity. Oh, I love yeah, that. It's really, it's really nice and it's really cool. And, like, I feel like I've just been surrounded by Sudanese people my whole life. Aww. And also, I really like the way Sudanese people speak Arabic. Yeah, I'm I feel like it Arabic. sounds like fancier. It's very, um, I don't want to, I mean, it is kind of lazy, but it's. No, it sounds fancy. We have, I think our like dialect is just funny. <laughs> and I think Sudanese are just the funniest people in the world. <laughs> I love her. Now, now we're just making fun of them. Like, they sound silly. They're in a silly, goofy mood. No, but I feel No, like, we're so funny. Yeah, like yeah. all, like Sudan, like. Yeah. yeah. No, the funny. Sudanese aunties, they do have jokes. Yeah. They have jokes. Yeah. They have lo- they have mosque jokes. And if they want to take you down, they will. <laughs> they never have, and I really hope that they never do, because <sighs> they've always been very nice to me. And, like, I don't know. They're just really cute, and, like, they're all little. I don't know why they're so short. They're all so short and cute. Sudanese are kind of short. We're either short or really tall. They're so short and cute, and, like, they're just, like, as older they get, the shorter they get. And I'm just, like, I love old people. I yeah. really need to. You know that I just learned that your ears keep growing? That's why old people have huge ears. 
Someone told the, me that. The way yesterday. my eyes just my eyes just grew because <laughs> I'm just like. So you're gonna get like littler, and your, your ears, ears get are gonna bigger. get bigger. <sighs> Did you know that the size of your eyeball doesn't change from birth? Yeah, I knew that one. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's bizarre. what babies have big ass eyes. Yeah. That's why I look like a rat. <laughs> I look like a little fucking rat child. No. Um, so okay, so you move. I'm sorry, thought you move. We're jumping. We're jumping. She moves to LA later, guys. You're gonna have to wait on that. So you start creating YouTube videos. You're wearing hijab now. What is the content you're creating at this point? Are you still making videos about natural hair? No. Um, so I, not right away, but I deleted everything. Okay. I got to start over, which I don't think a lot of people get. A yeah. fresh start. Nice. Um, but that's when I transitioned more into beauty mm-hmm. because I, I always loved makeup and I was doing mm-hmm. beauty before, but this is also the era of like that beat makeup. Yeah. You know, that yes. 2016 yes. block eyebrow. Very specific genre of makeup. Disgusting amount of highlight. Um, I I was the only person that put highlight on my no, nose. <laughs> no, not on the nose. My it niece so used cute. to do that, and I was like, I mean, you do have a tiny nose, so it's, it's so cute, cute, but also like it's so cute. Look at the shiny Rudolph nose. I did a lot. I did a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it was like just another way of growing for me. Yeah, because I think through makeup, I discovered so much of myself, mm-hmm. and I grew so confident mm-hmm. and. I really liked who I was and I think that it was me just like yeah slowly learning about myself through makeup and once I felt like I wasn't really wearing makeup to feel pretty it was just doing it for fun and I did love the artistry of makeup I was never that good at it that's the thing is it was me learning how to do makeup better and Mm -hmm. feeling better about myself not because of the way I look but just the skills yeah um in the same way that like me going from damaged to natural hair what that meant for my identity Mm -hmm. and taking care of my natural hair yeah um so yeah, it was a lot of beauty content. I was still doing, you know, what I could at the time, right. like wellness stuff. I still lived at home, so it was like hard because I have like weird boundaries with sharing my family and my my parents' house. Right, right. So I'm like, I'll show my apartment. I don't care. I live yes. there a year. Yes. You guys yes. know I move every thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves to move. It's I true. do love to move. I do love to move. Who knows? But I don't want to share my family home. You know. Right. So yes. I had so many weird things. Um, but yeah, it was mainly beauty some fashion stuff, um, and then modest fashion. Mm-hmm. And this was, I went from crop tops to mm-hmm. hijab. There was no transition. I had to, you know how much I loved my- I don't my, know why, it just like out of context, <laughs> I feel like that sounds so funny. I'm like writing down the timestamp. I'm like crop top to hijab. Um, but no, I, I mean, that is, I think it is a trend. That's why I'm like, the experience of starting to wear hijab later in life is so different than when you're a child. Mm-hmm. Because- I wasn't wearing crop tops, <laughs> you know, like I just, it, it's, it's like a big jump. And like, you go from like feeling like, Oh, I can kind of wear whatever I want to being like, wait, I have to like make sure that like I'm covering mm-hmm. what I want to cover and, and you know, all that stuff. So I think that, so you started doing modest fashion YouTube yeah. content. Yeah. And at the time, like I did have some inspo, you know, I had yeah. you, I had, I had oh. Maria. I think you guys were like some of the first people yeah. I found and like my people who are, you know, are good friends of me to mine today. Yeah. Um, but no one had my style. Yes. Like we were all, everyone had like, you, you know, I know that's a Nora outfit. Yes. I know this is a Misty outfit. Yes. I know that's a Maria outfit, yes. you know? Yes. Um, I didn't know what I was doing and I was still growing and I was like something, I'm like a little too reckless for this. I still, you know, I love my like. Love my at the time like my ripped skinny black jeans. Now I want to puke. 
Oh, just, it's not even about a hijab. It's just like I want to hear when I look at those. Why? Outfits. Why? 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 Why was I going out of my way to buy ripped jeans? And I'm like, I had my my knees were showing. Not it's a, literally not even a modesty thing. It's just you look silly. You look, <laughs> you look stupid, Nor. And I really cringe thinking yeah. about those ripped jeans moments. And I really hope I never Aww. make a decision like that again because it was. See, not. aren't you glad that social media wasn't really wrong? Oh no, no, I've been on the internet for my whole life. These photos are on the internet. If you, <laughs> if you look, you'll find them. Oh no, I, they were on my fashion blog. Oh yeah, no. No, it was oh, a scary time. I miss blogging era, but yeah. Um, yeah. So it was me t- trying to just share my style, and yeah. I felt like at the time it was it was bringing something a little bit different. Yeah. And I think I owe a lot of my where I am now to right place, right time. Because mm-hmm. um, I that had I started a little bit later, it would have been yes. different. Yes, it could have been great, but it would have been different. Absolutely. Um, and I don't like to think about it too much because I'm like, this is the path that I went. So why yes. am I thinking about all the other paths? No, timing path? is everything and like if you started later it could have been great but it would have been a very different experience if you started earlier it could have been great would have been a very different experience so I really think that yeah you you probably started at the time that worked best for you and your life and where you were at Mm -hmm. and I think that like discovering your style though is a very fun thing it's so much fun it's really and like yeah you look back and you're like what the fuck was I wearing but like you learn and you're like maybe I won't wear ripped jeans again nor maybe I will you know wear jeans that don't have giant gaping holes in them maybe I will do that and (laughs) and you just that's that's my cats if it sounds like there's someone running around no no those are my cats skating using their nails Okay, adorable. Yeah, yeah. Great for the... For the the hardwood, yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting my security deposit back. It's (laughs) fine. I've already mentally let it go. Yeah. But the thing about the internet is that people don't really let you... They don't like change. No. They don't like when you change. They like to put you in a box, Mm -hmm. and you cannot leave that box. No. You're forever a prisoner. So if you would like, if you wear dresses often and you suddenly want to wear pants, it's not acceptable. Sorry, you were wearing dresses the last five photos. Why are you wearing pants? Now, why are you wearing a turban now? <gasps> Not a turban, you whore. Whore. Turbans are for whores. Everyone knows it. You know what, though? I kind of like that the internet kind of, I mean, at least the people that used to bully me gave up on me because they, like, decided I was a whore. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, at least now you don't fuck me about it wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've accepted it. It's just took a little time. They accepted that I'm a street girl. <laughs> so, Shavika called a street girl, and she screenshotted that DM, and I could not stop laughing because I was like, first of all, street girl is a hilarious thing to call someone because you knew that they meant it in a, a derogatory way. Little is, do they know I love the city girl. Yeah. It's like, mm, little do they know, yeah, I am outside on these streets, and I'm glad that you noticed. They said, you become, so just listen to this in like a fob era back Yes, then. yes. You become such a street girl. You used to be a decent one. <laughs> The word decent is really triggering to me. It's so my triggering. dad used to always be like, you don't decent. He he never policed. Decent is an intense word. He never policed what I wore, yeah. but he really, really hated red lipstick and low-cut shirts. What is it about red lipstick that triggers Muslim fathers? Because they my, make you look like a prostitute. My dad, a thousand percent, has never commented on anything but two things. Red lipstick, tucking my shirt in. He hates when I tuck in a shirt into jeans. He hates it. He's like, why? You could have not tucked it in and the outfit would have been fine. I'm like, no, dad, this is a French tuck and it is making the look. <laughs> and also red lipstick looks great on everyone. I It makes your teeth look white. Why wouldn't you want to wear that? Exactly. Doesn't everyone want to have the brightest so teeth? Pretty. Yes, it's so pretty. But yeah, my dad, anytime I'd, I'd wear like a lower shirt mm-hmm. or I could wear all, I could wear like off shoulder. Yeah. They didn't care. Right. But something about low cut. I'm like, I don't even have boobs anyway. It's fine. 
Anyway. No, no, no hijabis have boobs, in case you're wondering. Where hijabis don't have boobs. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't even have a belly button. That's, that's a fact that won't let you We don't have belly buttons. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. She doesn't have a belly button either, and neither do hijabis. Oh, my God. Okay, he said, um, you used to be a decent one. You're a lost girl. Come back to your senses. Honestly, the current shaht doesn't look nice. May Allah help you. How are you going to... How are you going to say, may Allah help you? How are you going to add God's name in this text? Godless message. Truly a godless message. I honestly, just in general, the best part is the hearts before it. Oh, yeah. He had responded to a picture of her with star eyes and two heart eye emojis. So he just got mad that you ignored him. That's just men. That's just men. He's mad that you ignored him. He's mad. Why didn't she respond to me? I sent her three emojis. I should at least be able to marry her. The entire at least. least, at least, you should give birth me one son. I mean, so how do you how do you feel about receiving those types of messages? Um, you know, I think if I like if there is a mean comment and I want to respond to it, which I'm not perfect, I will sometimes. I have to respond to like significantly more co- positive messages. Right, it's really easy to like right. gravitate towards that. Right, and honestly, for the most part, I don't care because there's so many people who are there's so many silent supporters that you don't realize yeah. and you can't give attention to that no yeah it's it just when i am in like a silly silly goofy mood and i'm in the mood for a fight i'll respond to mean comments sometimes i want to draw sometimes i'm bored and, like, and also sometimes i come with like come up with like really funny things to say and yeah. i'm like oh this is funny i should let people laugh yeah i'm a philanthropist really <laughs> i just want to help the world laugh no but like I, I do try not to respond to because, like you said, I think the people who support you the mo- most when you're, like, a creator are people who usually don't comment. Yeah. And, like, not that they should have to, but, like, yeah. it's important to remember, like, well, at the end of the day, there's more people who like my shit than don't. And I don't want to give attention to the people who don't like my shit yeah. and who are, are going out of their way to be mean unless it can make people laugh. Yeah. Then, then it's... Then we're all winning. Yeah. But most importantly, like, I like my shit. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And... I always, always say this, but, like, the world doesn't need any more shit. No. You have enough, you know. Um, so you have to like what you do the most. You yes. have to be your biggest fan, yes. your biggest supporter. Yes. Before anything. Yeah. I, I am a huge fan of being a fan of myself, and that is the message that I want everyone to always. Yes. I want that to always be the theme of everything you've ever heard me say is, like, you have to be, like, obsessed with yourself. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, you also, like, this whole romanticize your life shit, it's great, but I'm, like, you realize this is just, like, called, like, liking yourself. Because, like, I guess I, I'm watching all these TikToks about, like, how to romanticize your life. And I'm, like, I've just been doing this yeah. my whole life. Yeah. Like, why shouldn't you enjoy your morning coffee and, like, treat it like it's the best thing you've ever had in your life? Yeah. Like, it's, I, it's amazing. I really struggle with those videos, actually. And I, as someone who used to do so much wellness, mm-hmm. like, morning routine, mm-hmm. this whole, like, being that girl thing. Yeah. Like, that Pinterest girl is so triggering to me. It's actually probably one of the most backwards things we've done as a society. Well, I'm interested. So why do you think that it's backwards? Because it's, like, falsifying, like, what someone's average day is Mm -hmm. like. And it's not... It's, like, it's okay if you want to wake up at 6 in the morning and have a coffee. That's okay. But it's also okay if you get up at 10. Yes. Because you were you wanted to sleep and you valued that like it's okay it's okay too and it's like that's not that lifestyle does not equal success does not equal anything yes and it it i don't know it just brings back like diet culture Mm -hmm. and all of these things that we're trying so hard to stray stray away from like that do you remember the like hot dogs or legs era 
I unfortunately do. Oh, or like just the, the thin spoke. Oh, the thigh era, gap. The thigh gap. gap era, like all of it is so triggering. And like I grew up with a really bad eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I so much of that is attributed to one, the fact that I was a dancer. Mm-hmm. But two, like t- Tumblr era. Tumblr should, I don't even know if it exists, but it should have been legal. Like it was really just romanticizing anorexia. It was. It was. And I'm like, who allowed this to happen? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, because I've been on the internet for so long, I remember when I was on MySpace, the hot, the hot bone to show was your hip bone. Ugh. And that was the thing. It's like, if your hip bones don't protrude, then are you even worthy of living? Yeah. And then you go on Tumblr and it's like all like thigh gap, thigh gap, thigh gap, thigh gap. And like, I just, the way people were so casually being like, hey, I don't eat and I starve myself and like, mm-hmm. this is great. And like, people were like, yeah, let's like fucking retumble this or whatever the fuck it was called at the time is really scary to me. And like, I do think that that's what's happening on TikTok right now. I think yeah. eating disorder TikToks are a real thing. And they think it's like this inside joke and ha ha he, it's so funny. I'm like, this is like serious. And like, when you have an eating disorder, you, you, you can't just go back. You will just then have to like, deal with it for the rest of your life yeah no that's what i've always said like just like any other illness it's not something that goes away you just learn to manage it better and just i don't i don't even like talking about it because i remember if i would listen to someone talk i would i would say what they're saying and take notes so if they'd be like yeah so i would only eat an apple a day and i would cut it up like this like even if they're saying i almost died yeah i like i don't care i need to cut my ass so that's why like i'll i'll say that like I've struggled with it until mm-hmm. this day, you know, I yeah. have phases, but I'll never give details. Yeah. I can't. Because and that's people take notes. Yeah. People take notes. And that's what happens on TikTok now. They'll be like, oh, I only used to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you even sharing this? Because you read, and then you go to the comments and it's like, literally they'll put the little notes emoji, like taking yeah. notes. And, and I'm people like, people are so young and impressionable. It's just, it's really, really hard. I think even now more than ever to not have a disordered eating to some degree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the spirit of not talking about disordered eating too much, because again, we don't we don't need more information about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with it, there's a lot of resources and lots of ways that you can like heal from it. It's definitely something that I think is really relevant, but also for another time because there was not a trigger warning. So yeah, I, that's I, a whole other episode. That's a whole that's a whole other show, mm-hmm. truly. Um, so okay, so your content is now it's gone from natural hair to beauty, to fashion, Shahid 2021. What do you feel like your content is um, uh, is primarily and what's the content that you enjoy making? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because you're catching me out of there. <laughs> we were talking before this yes. and you're catching me at such a strange part of my life yeah. where I've been at this point, I've been on YouTube for what, six, seven years mm-hmm. now. So much has changed. I've grown so much. The content that I used to love to make, I dread to make now. And, and it's like, what how am I evolving? And it's a really scary thing to be like, okay, what is, what does it look like for me now? Because I would rather swallow razors and film another morning routine <laughs> simply because of what I was talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't want to promote that anymore. Yeah. I'm not like, like I, through these years, I've struggled so much and I've had great times and I've been able to share, you know, my experiences in LA, but mm-hmm. I've also been diagnosed with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and I've also struggled. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so, it's just the older I get, the more distasteful it feels to be like, this is how to have the perfect life. Oh, you know? and that's why if 
I know you're not on TikTok because I don't know if this is public information or TikTok got hacked. Um, but I make TikTok daily vlogs and I the ending of my last TikTok daily vlog was my cat threw up on my bed. Because that's what happened. <laughs> it's real. That's what happened. And I just, I feel like also like people online really forget that like, even though maybe you're 16 years old consuming someone else's content, that person is not 16 years old. And I think a lot of the comments I get is like, I, you're so lucky. And like, you have every, like you get to do this. I'm like, I'm an adult and I've worked really, really hard. And like, you will one day have an income as well and be able to do these things. And it's not this like easy thing that happens, but like, yeah. this is the reality of what it looks like to be someone who's in their thirties, who like lives alone. This gives you an idea of like the shit you have to deal with. And like what I consider to be like the highlights. People are always like, you're so weird. You get so excited about like the dumbest shit. I'm like, that's because it's the little things like that that bring yeah. me the most fucking joy. Like, I could go to Europe and have a great time, but, like, also if I wake up in the morning and I froth my oat milk just right, ugh, bliss, and I get to drink that in my quiet apartment, is there anything better than that? I don't think so. No. Very I, I don't think things. there's anything better than that. There's, And I really think that, like, finding happiness and joy in your life. Every person is so different. So maybe someone might not love having that perfectly frothed oat milk Mm -hmm. and that means nothing to them. And there is something else though that you can find in your day that makes you happy that you can incorporate into your every day. Cause I do think I also reject that like perfect, like I wake up and I light 17 candles. It's like, no, you fucking don't. You would start a fire. (laughs) Like you don't, you don't do that every day, but like, Today I lit two candles. I haven't lit candles in my house in like fucking weeks. And it's like no one wakes up and does the same fucking thing. Everyone, every morning is different. Every day you feel different. And like you need to cater your day to how you feel that day. Yeah. I never feel the same way every day. And like sometimes you just want to like go to the grocery store and come home and cook. And sometimes you're like, I I don't want to fucking grocery shop and I don't want to make anything in my house and I just want to eat Uber Eats and like yeah you you should be allowed to change and this is the other thing that we were talking about is like people on the internet not letting you change and I think that like also it depends on like how your platform online started yeah because I I think that I can I've gotten to the point where my audience is so used to me just like fucking being all over the place so they're nothing is surprising to them I could do anything and they're like, oh, this is, we're doing something. But I think when you're like, okay, I'm doing beauty videos. It's like, okay, now I'm doing fashion. It's like, okay, fashion is close enough to beauty. So like, that's kind of okay. But then like your style changes. Do you feel like, cause I, I've seen you grow and I've seen your style grow. And I feel like you are at a point where like your style is very different than from when you started. And like, then you get comments like these where people are very clearly like the way you dress changes the way I perceive you. Mm-hmm. I know that it probably doesn't affect the way you like live your life. Like you're probably just going to be like, okay, I'm going to still wear whatever the fuck I want. But do you think that your audience like really wants you to stay the same? Like they really don't want you to change? I think the people that really support you want you to do the best thing for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think it excites them because it also inspires them to grow. Yes. You know, and to yeah. grow and chop. Yeah. Um, no, I think naturally with the internet like when you follow people you never want to unfollow them right mm-hmm. like if I hit follow I'm planning on following you probably mm-hmm. forever um and so I, I want to watch you grow otherwise I'm gonna get bored you know how many people I used to love watching yeah. their content 
And then okay, I tweeted this the other day, but like when once people become moms, I'm like gonna whisper. Oh my god, no! Once I, people become I, moms, I unfollow them. I don't unfollow them, but I just never watch. Like there's YouTubers <sighs> that I've been following for like literally ten years. Yeah, and then they have a kid, and I'm like, it's like you die. I just, it's like you had a child and you die. But what I will, <laughs> what I will say is, it's not that I'm not interested in learning about it. It's that. I'm not interested in learning about it from you. Yeah. And I don't care about what, the stroller. Right. I don't care about the stroller. No. Unless it's like, you know, someone who I love and I know that baby person. That's what I'm saying. When my sisters have kids and I'm looking for a gift for them and I'm, if let's say I want to buy them a stroller, I will research and I will find the best yeah. stroller because that's my sister's child. But like some YouTuber who I've never met who used to post videos about thrifting, I don't care. I don't care. And you know what? It's like, um, when COVID first started and like every influencer thought they were CNN. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just like, listen, guys, like, stop. You're not, you're that's, making the situation worse. That's why I, it's like nonstop information. I would only say things that I would learn from my, one of my really good friends, Camly, she's a doctor. And I would always preface it and be like, and this is coming from a medical doctor who works in the emergency room and only sees COVID patients. Yeah. This is the information she's provided me with. Yeah. And I will now pass that on to you because you can trust it. Yeah. But I'm not going to just fucking start saying shit like I'm some fucking COVID expert. You also don't need to post a thousand, um, like, stories of the same fact over and over. Now you're just being annoying. It's a little redundant. I meet so many people. I know peace now. It's not normal to, like, know what that many people are doing in a day and what are posting. So now I muted most people that aren't my friends. And the mute option is the best. There's two things that I love about Instagram. One is being able to block words. Second, being able to mute people's stories. I really like, sorry to cut you off. No. I really like being able to block people in any account they create. Yeah, that is really nice. I only found about that found out about that recently. I didn't know that that was a new feature. Yeah, that great. now if you block one account, it will block every other account that that person makes, no matter what. It's amazing. It's great. It's really the best thing that they've done. I feel like there's some other things that Instagram could possibly work on, like not being fucking Zionists, but you know, mm. one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. Um, will there ever be an episode where I won't scream about Zionists? No. If you're asking yourself, I answered it for you. So you are at like a point where you, it sounds like you might want to change the direction in which your content goes in. Yeah, and it's a really scary thing. This is why I'm saying you're catching me at an interesting time yeah. because I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't know if YouTube is my future. Yeah. And that's so scary because that's yeah. all I've ever known. That's like me saying Instagram. It's like I'm, yeah. you can't, I'm not, I don't think I'll ever leave. I think yeah. my heart's just not in it the way that it once was. Yeah. And it's so, this is the first time I've ever, like I'm actually vocalizing. People are crying right people, now. You know? People are definitely like no. screaming and punching the air. No, everyone will be okay. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever fully leave it. But I think, um, like I was talking to Layla mm-hmm. on her podcast and she, she, she kept saying, you, everything you've done so far, you've done objectively, as an objectively young person. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. Everything in my career I've done as a young person. And now I'm not as young. Yeah. And it's different. I don't have to be that person, that yeah. young girl I'm allowed to grow. So it's really, really scary. I have a lot of faith because I think that's how you're supposed to function. I think in mm-hmm. Islam, you're not supposed to worry too much about the future and just focus on right now. And I think yeah. I have a lot, alhamdulillah, there's so many 
privileges and you know privilege isn't a bad thing i think you just need to acknowledge what privilege is literally and i'm like not a lot of people can switch careers and 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 travel and do this mm-hmm. when they're not feeling inspired when they're feeling depressed you know so yeah. i acknowledge that and i'm like if i have this ability to do it i just had a therapy session so i'm just <laughs> regurgitating all the things i said my therapist told me this is now <laughs> therapy with chefs oh, i love i love that lady i'm sorry that i ghosted you for a month jane <laughs> Jane, if you're listening, she's fine. Um, So don't ghost your therapist because they make a lot of sense. Um, Yeah, I don't necessarily know what's next, but I know that a lot of it has to do with confidence. Mm -hmm. I know my shit. I've Mm -hmm. been in this industry for so long now. I just had my first consulting gig. (gasps) Yeah, it was so cool. I'm like, oh my God, you want to pay me for like my knowledge? Literally consulting is the most fun a creator can have. Yeah, because I'm like, I have so many. Let me tell you. Yeah. We have ideas, guys. We have thoughts and a lot of opinions and we are ready to share them. And if you want to give me... For a check. I mean... For shit. a check. Yeah. I, I will share it. I will share it. I will share it regardless, though. <laughs> I know. I'm I like, know. I can't shut the fuck up. I have way too many opinions. I know. They were like, it's an hour session. I'm like, is that all I have? Because I could talk about it forever. Like, but my PowerPoint slideshow yeah. is like at least two hours long. But I think that that's really cool that it seems like you're also like trying out different things within the creative space. Yeah. Which is fun. That's why I love having a podcast because for me, it feels like an extension of me online that's different than just being this visual thing yeah and it's much more raw like I do love you know creating content Mm -hmm. I do love having like you know higher fashion shoots Mm -hmm. and doing cool shit but I'm like that you only see one aspect of me which I actually don't mind you can see that one aspect of me because that is part of me it's not a lie it's not fake yeah but this is a much more raw version you know someone's sticking around this long to listen to you and it's also like I think it puts things into perspective it's not a one minute long TikTok video. It's not an Instagram story. It's like, it's exactly what you were saying about when someone watches the day in my life vlog and then they have this idea of what a good, a quote unquote good life should look like. And people who listen to my podcast know that like, I have a lot of highs and a lot of lows and that's fucking normal. Life is not ever going to be just this linear, consistent thing. Everything is changing. Nothing is constant. And you just have to find out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And when things do change unexpectedly, there are very few things you can control in life, but you can control how you feel and how you react. And those are things that are within your power. And even if you find yourself in a scary position or a transitional period, it's all about the way you look at it and the way you view it and then the way you approach it and what you do from then on because At a certain point in life, I don't know when it is, probably somewhere around your mid-20s, you realize nothing is like the end of the world. Yeah. Nothing is the end of the world. Like if it's like a fucking, you know, you get fired, your boyfriend breaks up with you, you, you know, you thought you were going to get into this master's program and maybe you didn't get in, whatever it is, it's never the end of the world. It's just like, maybe it's a sign to reconsider what you might want to do and maybe this wasn't the right thing for you and maybe that just saved you a lot of time and money exactly and I think yeah admitting things like just being honest with yourself is the first step Mm -hmm. because I realized like forcing myself to do something that once I okay so my guilty pleasure is that I really like Billie Eilish what is everything she whispers she like literally it's so embarrassing she's like (laughs) 
I mean, I don't think it's embarrassing to like Billie Eilish. I, there was one lyric that I think it was like things that I once enjoyed now keep me employed. Okay. And I was like, that's, that's kind of that house. That yeah. Is. And I'm like, I don't want, I want to enjoy what I do because my whole career I've been saying, you know, I love what I do. I'm so blessed. And I'm like, why don't I love it anymore? And yeah. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, it was making me unhappy to continue to create content that didn't feel authentic to who I was. I was trying to, I was still trying to be the girl that I was three years ago when you grow so much in your early 20s and it's, you're only holding yourself back when you're trying to hold on to that girl because she had a lot less experience and it was so much easier for her to be happy than this adult version of myself who's gone through so much bullshit you know so I need to be authentic to me at the moment and I'm not doing that by trying to you know do what has worked in the past because that's not sustainable and also like going back like I used to love to create morning routines because I loved that I love that aspirational Mm -hmm. aspect until I got to a point where I was like this is actually could negatively affect people yes. like in turn a lot of this wellness is bullshit mm-hmm. a lot of it is also stolen from islam um, <laughs> like literally if all you these... could see her face when she said that <laughs> and she's like anyway <laughs> like so many like of these white girls that i see on tiktok are like being like let me teach you something and i'm like that's islam They're but like, yeah, let's talk about moderation <laughs> like shut the fuck up okay do not yeah. do not you just be quiet you yeah. go back to yeah. fucking claire's or whatever you pay for <laughs> not claire's claire's go get a piercing um, um no i was gonna say something what was i gonna say um you so you were talking about like yeah like changing and like accepting it and i don't know i think that it sounds like i know you're saying this is a weird time for you mm-hmm. but it sounds like a really exciting time from just from the outside. It seems like an exciting time because you're like, okay, this is not fulfilling to me anymore. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of reevaluating and you're re-strategizing and you're also prioritizing how you feel, which no matter what your occupation is, if it makes you feel like shit, figure something else out. Yeah. Figure something else out because whatever it is that you do, because we as human beings, most of our days are about our jobs and work. And so you want to feel fucking good. You want to feel, maybe you won't be happy all the time. Maybe you'll be really stressed out, but like you still want to feel happy about what it is that you're doing. And if it's not making you happy anymore, that's fine. And you also want to feel good about what you're doing. Again, the world doesn't need you to do this if you don't want to do it. Right. Someone else will do it. Every, our jobs are being replaced with robots. Like (laughs) you, you don't have to do it. I mean, and that's actually what you just said about if you're not going to do it, someone else will. That's very very true because I was a counselor and I did DV sex crimes and I really did feel like when I left, like I, it was really hard. It was really, cause I was like, what's going to happen to these people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, more, you're not the only person who can do this. Someone yeah. else can do this. Stop trying to do God's work too. Literally. I'm like, someone else can do this and they'll be fine and everything will be fine. And it's like, it's, it's okay. And it, it was scary. And it was a very transitional period of my life. And it was Still, maybe a year and a half before I started doing content creation full time, which is a whole other terrifying thing to do. Mm-hmm. Again, you started your YouTube career younger, so you started creating content at an earlier age. I had a whole ass job. Mm-hmm. Do you know how scary it was to leave? I can imagine. Like, oh, it was so scary. It was so scary because I was like, I mean, from going from a salary to freelance or whatever, I'm just like, this is too risky. It's too scary. And it's like, I'm very risk averse and we've talked about this. You're not risk averse, right? No, exactly. So like, I think that like that also plays a role in like changing major aspects of your life because for me, I'm just like, fuck. And 
I think if you're not risk averse, I'm like, it's probably a very different, very different experience. Cause I'm just like, Oh no. And you're like, this is exciting. This is fun. Yeah. I just, I'm like, listen, I'm, I try to push myself. Moving to York was me pushing myself to be less risk averse. And so mm-hmm. far I'm alive. So yeah. I mean, we were having a conversation the other day about you're never going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You're never not going to have food, food no. at the table. You're never not going to have clothes in the back. So really what's the risk? Literally there's no risk. Like and I, too many people love you. Yeah. So that would never happen. I'm very adorable. So uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, so it's okay. I, I'm like, I will, someone will love me. And if you try something and you fail at it, yeah. then whatever. Like when I first moved to LA, one of my friends was like, I, I was, I was, you know, telling him that I was so nervous, yada, yada. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? Mind you, I'm young. I have no rental history. Yeah. I have barely any credit. I don't even think I had a credit card at the time. Yeah. No, nothing, no real job. And my friend is like, if you fail in three months, you just go back. Who cares? That was three months that you had that you didn't have before. Literally. You know? Honestly. And, yeah, I think every few years people need to take a risk. I agree. It's your life. I agree. It's really and, scary. And sometimes the risks are terrible, and that's on Patreon. But, <laughs> but no, but, like, truly, though, like, I am very risk-averse, but, like, I do feel like even if you are a risk-averse person, try to think about things logically and when you think about things logically, you will realize what is the worst that could happen. And then you exactly. think about it and the worst case scenario is still not that bad. Yeah. So it's like, so then what's the real risk here? Yeah. And what's- also, sorry to cut you off. It gets easier to take risks the more you take them. Yes. Like it's easier to be brave the more you practice bravery. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's growth. It, absolutely. And I also think that you will never stop growing you will never stop changing I this is something that I've come to terms with very long ago that I'm like I'm just never going to be the same version of me and it's it's very okay and it's also like very normal and it's also really incredible because you get to have so many different experiences the more you change and whether that changes your career or your lifestyle it's only opening new doors for new experiences that will be exciting Mm -hmm. and it's like Life is boring if you're not doing that shit. Yeah. It gets boring and like yeah. you don't want to be bored. Like no. and, and and at the same time, there's people who love having a nine to five. There's people mm-hmm. who love the structure. Yeah. I don't think risk necessarily means you have to leave your job. Oh, I mean, I have a very structured life and I am my own boss and I work freelance and mm-hmm. I still have a very structured life because that's what makes me feel good. And that's the other thing. It's like People will be like, oh, you're so organized, you're so this, you're so that. I'm like, if you don't enjoy doing those things, you don't have to do them. I like doing them. I'm not forcing myself to do them. I literally, that is just innately what I do. Mm -hmm. I make lists. I like having structure. I like setting an alarm and waking up when that alarm goes off. I like that. Some people don't like that. And like, that's, I just think when you're looking at creators online, it is very easy to like, be like, but look, they're so happy. So I should just do that. But like. You can take little bits and pieces that work for you. You don't need to just like replicate that person's experience because you yeah. never will be able to replicate it because you're not that person. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Like there's this thing that's like copy of a copy of a copy. Like you. Fight club. That's a fight club quote. <laughs> that's literally a fight club quote. And it's also been, I've quoted that shit. I'm ever, cause that's why I'm like, Nothing is original. Everything is a copy of a copy of a copy. Thought you have is original. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's fine. That's okay. I think there's there's so much pressure on the kids these days to be original, but in a in a different way. Because I think like before it was you had to create original content Mm -hmm. 
to stand out, to yes. be different, to be yeah. cool. Now it's like you have to follow the trends mm-hmm. in order to, if you want to blow up, yeah, in quotations, if you want to blow up, you have to follow the trends. Yeah. But if you want to like be a tastemaker, you have to create the trends. And yes. there's, there's so much pressure to do that and, and a, a much different pressure than we had. No, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really glad that I'm on the internet as a 30 year old woman. Yeah. I can't imagine. I'm just like, I I don't want to be a teenager online. I really don't. And I think that there are all these like videos of like, and then I go to the gym and then I do this and then I do that. And then it's like, here's my perfect fucking day. And it's like, bitch, I know you were crying at some point. I hate the gym. (laughs) I also hate the gym. I also, what? (laughs) I... I've never once in my life gone to a gym and first of all wanted to be there or knew what the fuck I was doing and that's yeah. I, and I guess I could learn but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't I don't want to learn to love the gym because I I don't want to I don't love the gym. Yeah. I like I like going to hot yoga classes but not just any. I of course there's a list of things it has to be infrared heat. I don't <laughs> like them to play rap music because it feels like racist in some way shape or form. Why is your hot yoga playing rap? Not mine. There are places Y7 in New York, because I've been looking for a new yoga studio, and it's like, it has all these things that I like, but then they also blast hip-hop and rap, and I'm like, that just feels like maybe not for yoga. Maybe yeah, not. no, I mean, cool, but like, that's like walking in and they're playing like country or some shit. That's right? what I'm saying, it's just like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to, that's not the time, it's also like, I'm trying to decompress and like. Unless it's like, like, I don't know, how, like, how, do, how do you, do you <laughs> how do you, you know, try to meditate when you're listening to yeah, no. say Young Thug. No. How, how can you decompress? I would be too stressed because I'd be trying to figure out what he's saying because I never know what Young Thug is. Young Thug, what are you saying? I love you. Thug. I know you're listening. So I love you. Young Thug. I so much. Just, Do you have a celebrity crush? No. I, I've, ne- I've never really, I, I did go through a phase in high school where I was obsessed with James Franco. I now know that he is a predator. Yeah. Um, but I loved James Franco. I don't really have celebrity crushes. Also, my crushes are very far and few between. I just hate everyone. Aw. Yeah. I have a crush on 21 Savage. Are you okay? I think... Uh, no, Is this a cry for help? Ever since he... What was your therapist named Jane? Are you listening? No, 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 no. When he, like, almost got deported, yeah. I had a soft spot for him. I mean, that is sad. <laughs> You're like, and ever since then, I've been in love with him. I want to say... Yeah. I don't know. He's adorable, too. I don't know. I just... In general, I find it hard to find men to be adorable, so... Yeah, I mean that's. I only listen. I've seen a lot in my time in LA, and I only like men when I don't know them. Okay, fair. fair. I like having an idea of you, but then when you open your mouth, is where we have issues. Yeah, if only men could just shut the fuck up. Let's do reverse misogyny. And yeah, you know. Yeah, more of that. More of that, and you guys should go back to. Okay, the one thing that I. Okay, this is completely off topic. Let's go. Let's go. Are you on Twitter? Of course I'm on Twitter. Um, like the, like calling things feminine traits. Like, the, okay, obviously tons of misogyny, but it's so funny because as a man, as why? a man, why? Why? As a man, why? Just why? As a man, you should be building something. Why are you trying to make beats? Honestly, and even when they build stuff, they're not even doing a good job. Like, I could build something better. Like, you should say at Home Depot. Literally, I just, men should just stay at home. Yeah. No one needs to see them or hear them. <laughs> Yeah. Let's do let's let's do the we, reverse of what was. We need to assign them jobs because you know, like back in the day, like they were like, "How do we control all men? We either get them married, mm. or we send them to the military." I like how we're like, "We, 
And this is what we need to do. We, we need to get, get organized. The set up to the military. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I did have male guests on my podcast recently, which was very weird. But I was just like, wow, two men who I actually enjoyed a conversation with. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? I told my mom about this date that I went on. Okay. Okay. I was like, mom, he was like, let's go here. This time. (gasps) This place. (gasps) And he picked me up. He's like, I'll pick you up. And I was like, I've never dated a man with a car. A man with a plan. And also, wait, you've never dated a man with a car? (laughs) Wait. I mean, she does not live in New York, guys, so that's not okay. I've never dated someone with a car. I know, I know, I know. Long story off, off um, I'm the just, podcast. I'm but uh, <laughs> my, I was explaining like I was like, "Mom, we went on a date," and he listened to me. And I was like, "You're pathetic. Your expectations of men are on the ground, and that's the problem that I think all women are trying to balance. It's like, okay, I don't want to be asking for too much because God forbid, because then you get called a picky woman, and then you're so picky." But at the same time, you can't have such low expectations that you're excited that someone has a vehicle. Uh, Unfortunately. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, how do we find something in between where we're still being realistic, but also like have, I do think that it's fair to expect things out of a man that you expect out of yourself. I think our expectations for men should be the same that they are for my friends. And unfortunately, oh, oh, I've absolutely. never met a guy as cool as my oh, friends. Absolutely. I, I, other than my dad, I couldn't name one. Yeah. I mean, there's, I know that good men, not to be a pick me, but like, I know that good men exist because like, there are great men in my life. But, um, yeah, aside from that, always disappointed. Yeah. I, I, this is, and this is why my crushes are very far from me. Yeah. It's because I hate everyone. Yeah. And, and this is why I look for drama because I have none in my own life. Oh, no. And, like, honestly, that's why I love having teenage nieces. Because <laughs> they're always doing some shit. And I'm like, okay, all right. Okay. And I'm like, I will help you. But also, yeah, I, there's – but also not having drama is so nice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And that's why the second you let a man enter your life. Yeah. Drama. Always, unless you find the right guy, then maybe different. I haven't experienced that yet. And that's why I'm, you know, just single-handedly bringing shame to my family. <laughs> same. Not same. really, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah. I also just want to say I typed into my notes reverse my misogyny and it typed it in as reverse softening. Interesting. I don't know. My phone just thinks everything I type is about like moisturizer. That feels misogynistic, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think that honestly, I am so excited to see like what direction you go in because clearly you don't even fucking know right now. No so clue. it really, it could be anything. It's really scary, but it's really exciting. And I don't know at what point I stop. You know what it is? <laughs> My anxiety medication. Not her. She, wait, you're off your anxiety medication. Huh? You said you're off or you're I'm on? I'm on. Okay. I am on medication now, which um, I wouldn't have been on before mm-hmm. had not been for Jane. Um, and I realized it's okay. There's nothing wrong with nothing it. Nothing wrong with it. Um, and now instead of being anxious, I'm excited about everything. I love that. There's mm-hmm. so many things that I walk into now that I'm like, I should be anxious, but I'm not. I'm so happy to hear that. But also, literally, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I take anxiety medication every time I fly on here. I actually will never fly on an airplane without it, probably, unless something drastic changes in my life. Developed anxiety. I don't know why I, like, I suffered. I let myself suffer. And then I was just like, cool, I could just, like, take medication and, like, not suffer. And 
going on an airplane could not be this terrible prison no, for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not like that for other people. You don't have to suffer for no reason. Literally, you don't have to suffer. And like someone said, I don't even remember what it was, but they were like, oh, I don't like being on medication because I don't feel like I'm being myself. And it's like, but you're still yourself. Yeah. I mean, it has a bad stigma because people are like, I'm like, a, I feel like a zombie, which sometimes like is, is very possible, but you... That's not how you should feel, and you—it's—it's it's a process. And that's why you have to, you. when you do get prescribed these medications, there's usually like a trial period. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work for you, and it makes you feel like a zombie, that just means that your body needs something else. Because yeah. everyone is fucking different, and so your anti-anxiety medication that works for me might not work for everyone. Yeah. And that's why, like, I also people have asked me before, like, oh, what's anxiety medication you take? I'm like, I, there's no need for me to even say because. Yeah. It might not work for you. Yeah. And also people react very differently to things like my sister took mine once um, and she immediately fell asleep. It's never made me feel sleepy in my life. Yeah. Like not even once. I don't feel sleepy at all. Because it's doing what it needs to do for you and it's not for other exactly. people. And it, yeah. Because I, I, you know, said on my channel that I started taking antidepressant yeah. and anxiety medication and there was so much that I got, just so much that I got in general, yeah. but a lot of it was really positive and, and there are a lot of people who are anti-medication, and that's mm -hmm. fine. That's yeah. okay. There's yeah. you just you don't have to suffer. Yeah, we're so not you, need, you need to figure out what it is. Yeah, that will help you because so many of us are just okay with suffering. And I was like, did we all like just really just focus on survival because you don't need to struggle? Literally, I am convinced that it's the Palestinian generational trauma that yeah. makes me feel like oh no, this is fine. I can just suffer and like it's it, you know while the room is burning. Yeah, I'm like. But the, there's a roof over my head, and although the walls are now slowly crumbling, <laughs> at least I have a roof over my head, and there is a Zionist in my home. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Zionism, it's a problem. <sighs> it's a problem. But, no, I think that also just talking about being on medication and, like, doing these things to be like, hey, listen, my life isn't this fucking perfect image that you see. Yeah. There are layers to it, and that doesn't mean that I'm unhappy, but maybe I am unhappy sometimes. Yeah. That's also fucking fine. Yeah. That's true. Like, you can't just expect yourself to be the same and all, the, like, embrace change. If there's anything you yeah. take from this episode, embrace change. And if you can do things to improve your life, why would you not do them? Yeah. Why would you not do them? You know, there are people who dedicate their lives to tracking down killers. We were also talking about this with a fucking show on Netflix called Don't, Don't Fuck With Cats. Don't Fuck With Cats. Literally, those people dedicated their lives to it. You know why? Because it made them happy. So you should not feel bad about, you know, taking a medication or changing your career, whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone around you. Yeah. What is the problem? Yeah. There is no problem. There's no problem. And it's okay to figure it out and to take time and because life is messy. Like, I feel like people watch me on the internet just fall apart and now, like, make something good of it and be like, okay, well, how, what's next? You know, like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. And it's really exciting. Honestly, it's, exciting. it's, it's really exciting to just be at that transitional point and like sometimes for people it's shorter or longer it can be a little stressful but it, like just remind yourself that like it's going to be fine it's going to be okay you will be able I don't know why this is now a fucking TED talk I don't know I've never done this we think we're Oprah we're <laughs> no, okay. and I am and it was and Gail that was the fourth lie guess what the other three were <laughs> Literally, it's like, when did I lie during the podcast? Episode title, Shahed is a liar. Shahed <laughs> is a street girl liar, okay? And I'll tell you all the reasons why she's a street girl liar. Um, so other than lying on the internet, 
where can people find you or they can consume your your non-lying ass fucking street girl content? I don't lie on Instagram. So my ad is my first name, last name, Shath Patal, uh, Bubba Hero. Um, my Twitter, uh, also the same, and on YouTube, which I haven't been as frequent on, but we'll figure that situation out. And you can also binge watch the old episodes. You can, you can. That actually makes me cringe. A lot of people watching my videos, yes. You're like, so don't do that. Don't do that. But you can if you want. And then, as always, all of her um, social medias will be, I don't know why I just said that, social medias, that sounded stupid. All of her social media will be linked in the episode description. As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Cycle, where you'll see a lovely photo of Chef. And um, you can follow me on Instagram where, you know, I don't know, I'm just being a fucking rat. And you can subscribe to Patreon if you love me. And if you don't, then I guess you hate me, and that's fine too. And as always, guys, don't forget to wear your sunscreen, floss your teeth, don't be a fucking asshole, and I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Bye. Bye.